Maybe I'm crazy, but sports are back this week. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Welcome to Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. I am very excited. Sports are back. We made it, y'all. There's a lot going on, but we are here. Hope you're well. Thank you so much for joining me this week. We go back into the NBA bubble. Eight days in now, we'll talk to Mark Spears of The Undefeated. He is going to let us know everything that's going on in there. It's really crazy. And some very, you know, uplifting, um, inspiring stuff as well. He's a good friend. Very excited to talk to him. Of course, Crazy Gang is all here. Heller, Donnie, and T with The Culture Report. So we'll talk about Kanye. We will talk about Ted Cruz and Mark Cuban beefing, boycott crowd, Antonio Brown, and we'll get into, of course, sports coming back, which I'm very, very excited for. But let's get started with Mark Spears. All right, very excited to have my friend Mark Spears, senior writer for The Undefeated on the podcast. This is your first time on the podcast, so I appreciate you you joining me, even if it is uh, in from the bubble, live from the bubble. But everybody's curious about the bubble, right? So it's kind of cool, right? In a sense. Well, you guys are part of history, really. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I can handle it. I I mean, it's just it's so interesting to me because the setup is so unique. And like I said, I got I talked to Taylor Rooks, talked to Mark Medina last week. And now you you guys really are. You're going to be in documentaries 20 years from now. You know, like when we're when we're talking yeah. about all this for years to come, like you can say you were there. You you experienced it firsthand. No, I think it is definitely a cool bar story once we're able to go back to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Which may be yeah, a really long time. You know, like, I, I could, yeah, this is, is history. And because of the social justice stuff that's happening, like, and Joy, you know, that's really important to me. And what I do with Undefeated is twice full. You know, they're just some, hearing what these guys have to say. Like, if anybody was worried about them keeping hope alive in here they're just getting started well that's good i'm that's really good to excited to to see what they got planned what they're talking about behind the scenes come to reality and then we got this science experiment going on at the same time so it's this is this is like the one of the most unique maybe the most unique experience in my life and i've done a lot of stuff <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's unprecedented times for 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 so many reasons, right? Like just COVID itself, none of us have experienced anything like this. I mean, we, none of us were around for for the Spanish flu at the you know beginning of the <laughs> century. Um, just the you know the government shutdown and everything that's going on with politics, as you mentioned, social justice in a in a completely new wave than than I've certainly seen in my lifetime, being thirty three years old. So. It's it's a lot, but I think that the NBA has done an amazing job. Owners too, um, you know, Mark Cuban's been having a lot to say about it as of recent. To not only support the players as far as health and safety, um, listening to what they want and what they need as far as restarting the season, but also making it very clear that we're going to support the players and what they have to say about social justice as well. Yeah, and I'm going to say this, you being a black woman, you should be proud of your boys in here because they are saying Breonna Taylor's name, you know, and I don't want to get emotional about that, but that's 
that's cool. It is. It is. I'm. Yeah, I am very cool. proud. I'm very proud of not not just NBA players, but a, a lot of, especially the young athletes, who have really recognized. You know, mm-hmm. we have a, our voice has a lot of power. We have a lot of influence, and we're not replaceable. Yeah, we're just not. So, so whatever you gotta say, you gotta listen to. Like, I don't think a day has gone by where I haven't heard her name. That's amazing. Not a day. Today was CJ McCollum. You know, like every day somebody says her name. So if if you're worried about uh, her name, like, like, because I kind of felt like before we got here, things were kind of quieting, and there the protests have stopped. COVID. Is taking over the news again, but at least in here, and maybe this is the only place where it's loud in America. But at least in here, it's daily, man. It's daily, and there's going to be something that's going to happen at the games that's going to be unique and special. I talked to Anthony Davis today, and he's like, "We're not tipping our hat. We're not telling y'all what we're doing." But he said, as a team, we're talking daily, trying to figure out what we want to do. Because, like, when you look at the Lakers, they got the biggest platform. Uh, you know, Anthony Davis and LeBron aren't going to wear a social justice message on the back of their jersey. And that's their prerogative. I, I applaud the guys that are. I think it's amazing to do that. You know, I've been talking to Kyle Korver. I think of a white man that has Black Lives Matter on the back of his jersey. Like, come on, man. That's dope. You know, you know what I mean? But in the same token, like, LeBron and... AD feel like they got something else they could do. You know LeBron got something up his sleeve. It might be a commercial. It might be, like AD said, he's got some unique shoes that are going to have a message. But the Lakers have the biggest platform. So I'm really, really curious a week from today what they do. But I'm curious about what everybody does. Like, I want to go to every game, not only to watch hoop, because, like, yo, I was in the gym yesterday and to see Melo working on his jumper and CJ and Dame doing things together and Taco Fall and uh, Jason Tatum playing one-on-one and Pascal Siakam working on some moves. I'm like, yeah, we're back to hoop. We're getting back to hoop. But then you go to the arena and check out the arena today and it brings you back because it says Black Lives Matter on the court. There's Black Lives Matter flags by the arena that they're going to play in. So it's just, it's a lot, man. There's really a lot to uncover here. And... um it, it's it's deep. It's really deep here. And I hope that the people on the outside can, I don't know if they can feel it yet, but they're going to feel it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they can feel it yet, but you're giving me a lot of inspiration about what what could be coming for viewers. And that's why I, you know, I respected what Kyrie said about, you know, it might be a distraction if we come back and play. But I felt like Everything that you're saying now is why it was important to come back and play. Obviously, we know the economic impacts of not finishing the season. We know, you know, that there's a whole ripple effect if they hadn't come back as far as all those things are concerned. But as far as the movement and the message, I felt like coming back, especially after not having sports all summer, being able to have that platform and you know people are going to watch. Like all this talk about boycott this, boycott that, we see... We'll see. Yeah. You don't have yeah, sports. Yeah. You're gonna watch. I don't care what yeah. you have to say. Like you can pretend uh, it. You I mean, can the go out there and say you're not. Or basketball fans, you know, like that. And but the, here's the thing: you, you want to watch hoops, you are gonna get a message. But that's what I. That's what I. That's what I felt like was the most effective yeah. thing to do. And I'm glad that that's gonna that's gonna happen because that's uh, 
That's meaningful to me to and, use and that look, platform. And, and like me and you were talking about it right now, if they weren't playing, we wouldn't be talking about it. Right, right. If they weren't preparing to play, we wouldn't be talking about it. Like now they're on Zoom calls that media from all over the world could watch. Their, their messages are on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a TikTok <laughs> dude, but before they came here, their messages weren't being amplified. They weren't really saying anything. So, you know, it's a squeaky wheel, get the oil. Right. Like and, you, you, I, what I don't want to happen, what I was afraid of happening if they didn't come back was you don't want to preach to the choir, right? Like we are always going to look for that message and we are going to, you know, follow them and follow them on social media. But if you necessarily don't want to hear that, you can find ways of avoiding it. But if you want to watch basketball, you're not able to avoid it. Yeah, and I and like, and I talk to what I'll be curious about too is what players decide to keep the social justice message on their jersey for the entire season. Like Marcus Morris is one of those guys. Like to me, four days isn't enough. I'm gonna have it. So for the guys that d- decide to have it on the, the entire season, after four days, the social message is on the top of the number. Their name is on the bottom of the number. So that, I think that's kind of cool too. Yeah. You know. It's still there. Yeah, um, and it shouldn't go away. Yeah, and it will be interesting. It'll probably drive some media crazy. Hey, uh, Kyle, how did you do? Score 40 today? Well, I want to talk about Breonna Taylor right now. I want to talk about Black Lives Like, it's coming. Like, get ready for it. There's going to be some very interesting post-game interviews. Don't turn the TV off when the game's over. But that's what I was hoping for, right? Like... Marshawn Lynch obviously did this completely unrelated to social justice, yeah. right? But like he was one of the one of the real memorable people to say, you know what, this is this is actually my time. And if I want to yeah. say I'm just here so I don't get fined, I'm gonna say that. And there's nothing that you can do about it, right? And we're just, you know, we're nerds, we're dorky media people. We don't matter. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm not getting upset with what an athlete says in postgame press right. conference right like just because i have to get a sound bite but to me that's the space right like you you want to hear from the players so just keep the message going every time there's well, a hot mic another thing is the players have the ability to use the media now more than ever now it ain't just the undefeated listening everybody's listening everybody wants to amplify their messages well not everybody but most do and so you know media that you wouldn't think would tweet it out or write about it. Now they're writing about it. Now they're talking about it. And it's, 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 I think the challenge for them is keeping it going past the first week. It's going to be loud the first week because every game, every team's going to have a first game. Right. And they're like, the Raptors aren't playing for the first time until the third day. So, okay, when the first round starts, how do you keep it going? How do you, like, these guys can't tire. They can't grow weary. They can't like, ah, well, I said it. No, I think they got, I, I don't think they will quit saying it. I don't I think they will, will continue to give their messages. And, but when, whenever has the media been this helpful been this interested, been like, yeah, we, we want to talk about it with you. Like think about, I like all those press conferences when you, you know, saw civil rights leaders talking in the 60s and it was all condescending interviews. Yeah, so your movement, what are you trying to do now with your movement and your, you know, now it's like, tell us, you know, and so 
unlike the lynch thing, we're not fighting against you. Right. We're with you. So use us. And and the players, I think, get it. And like the one thing, I'm like, oh man, this is the. They're excited to see me, like, cause they know that's what I write about. So, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, I like going to practice now. Like, they, what you want, Mark? Hey, Mark, I'm over here. Like, come talk to me. <laughs> Uh, well, you're always popular, but um, I saw some shots today of the of the court, and I, I wasn't really knowing. I didn't really know what to expect visually. Um, yeah, and you you don't know yet either. It, it, it's wait till the digital stuff comes. So there's more. Oh yeah. So you, did more. you see? You saw it today. I seen it already. Saw okay. it already. And what do you but, think? You know, seeing Black Lives Matter. I like. I love seeing that on the court. I kind of feel like it might be like a 2K game. Okay. Like, I think they're going to use some sound effects, kind of like they did with, uh, or I guess they're going to do with baseball, or they're going to, you know. But it's going to it's gonna look like some futuristic, crazy game because unlike baseball, they, could, they build their own environment. Right. Like, baseball has to go to that stadium, and you notice all those empty seats. I don't care how many cardboards they put there. But what they are going to do is, like, I think there are going to be some fans that are going to be able to, like, watch the game and look at something and, like, cheer and everything. You're going to see faces. It's going to be kind of unique. I think you kind of seen it in uh, soccer, in English Premier Soccer matches. Yeah. You've seen some of that. I think the NBA is going to incorporate some of that. And I asked somebody, I'm like, okay, so what if somebody does something out of pocket? You know, what do you do? He's like, yeah, you know, it's going to be tape delayed, so... If somebody does something they don't need to be doing, obviously you won't really be able to hear them only. But here's another thing to that point that's going to be funny is like uh, Danny Green mentioned today is, yeah, there's going to be some stuff said on the court that people probably don't need to hear. Right. You've been at a playground. You yeah. know how it gets down at the playground. You've been at those pickup games and those gyms and listen to, man, that's baby. Trust me, I can already hear the DJ music amplified. They're going to have that loud, man. But the one thing that's going to be cool for the media, the seating is limited, but for when we do go to a game, we're like, close. I haven't been this close since early in my career. <laughs> we're getting back to these. We'll have these really close seats, um, I think, because they have to put us close because there's two tiers of media. I'm sure you know this. There's, like, the people in the bubble, but... There are going to be some media outside the bubble that get to come to the games. But I, I went in there, and it's weird. Like, they're up above. Because they're so not they, in the same quarantine as you are. They're, they're going to be tested and stuff like that. But they're basically – I saw, like, the entrances. It's really strange, man. It's like I get off a bus, go into an entrance, and I go to the right, and then they have another checkpoint where people come in to the left. And I like I think they're, like, checking their temperatures and stuff like that. But, like, check this out. Like, I got yelled at today because I went to Lakers practice, right? So, you see this. Right. Okay. This opens my door, right? Right. But when I go into a practice area and I check in, I have to use this to check in. And I need a green light, which comes from every morning. I got to take my temperature with this okay. electronic it's an electronic gadget they gave us take our temperature then i put this on my finger 
and it gives you like an oxygen number. Okay. So then I go into my phone, I go into the NBA Health app, and I have to put in what my numbers were. It asked me, have I been around anybody that's had COVID? Have I been in a compromising position like in the last 24 hours? Like they're asking me all these questions and I have to say the truth on record. I mean, not nobody here that I know has it. So right. I say no. So today I go and I go and it was, I'm supposed to get like a blue and it was green or a green and it was blue. And the guy's like, you didn't, you didn't do your temperature yet. You didn't get your oxygen. I was like, man i forgot he's like we're gonna let you buy but you need you need to get you need to get that done and we're not letting you in and i'm like dang they ain't playing <laughs> <laughs> and i thought i was good because i got i got my um covid test at like 10 a.m right i got that done early that's important and, i got that done and you like, have you know, to do the nose swab every day every day that's and it hurts right no. Not anymore? You're used to it? We ain't got, we ain't got the ghetto test. <laughs> <laughs> They're swabbing your brain. They had, <laughs> they had one brother doing my test who was a little rough, though, man. I had to tell him about himself. I'm like, come on. <laughs> You're a little heavy-handed, man. You need to, like, can I get one of the ladies to do it again? Because they're a little nicer and, and more gentle. You're, he want to shove his whole fist up my nose, you know? But, <laughs> but it's weird. Like, they give me... Uh, they do it under my tongue. Right. Or they swab my tongue. And this lady today swabbed it twice. It was the first time I got my tongue swabbed twice. And then they they put that in a jar, and then they do one nostril, put it in a jar, another. Like, they do the tongue and both nostrils. Well, I'm, I mean, it's good to hear that they're being so thorough because they had, I mean, no no positive tests of any of the players. That's great news. I mean, shoot, nobody could be there, nobody. Right. <laughs> Right, but I mean, like, there's been such, like, waves with this, this testing that, you know, you would have expected, like, even with even with quarantine, like, it would be possible. Like, I saw a player yesterday, and I know you've seen players do Zoom interviews. So to yesterday was, like, when all of us media were, like, it was, like, the first day of school. We were able to go to all these interviews. When they're doing, they're doing a Zoom call for people that are, like, say you wanted to listen to Lakers, right? You could get the Zoom code and listen to it. But then now there's actual reporters that are on the premises. Right. So they'll take questions from us and they'll take questions from the Zoom call reporters. But before they start, the player has a mask on and like, um, here's Anthony Davis. We need you guys to social distance from him. And we all got masks on too. Right. So yesterday one player was had to do a Zoom call and they're like, no, you can't. And like, what do you mean? Go get your mask. <sighs> you know, because when they're practicing with each other, they're not wearing a mask. They're doing right. their thing. So he had to like run all the way on the other side of the court, get his mask before he could do his interview with the media. Like they're not playing, man. They don't care who they are. That's great, though. That's that's great to hear because it. We really want to see it all the way through, right? Like I, this is such an unprecedented situation. It's so unique, and there's so many factors to how it could go wrong. That yeah. them being thorough all the way through is. It's super necessary. You know, I mean, for Russ Westbrook not to be able to get access until like tonight, I think he's coming tonight. They don't care who you are, man. They're not playing. What's it like for you guys? What's it like for the media? Like you obviously only have certain places that you can go, but I saw like media posting like the pool and I think you posted like some wine, right? Yeah, I took that down. Yeah. 
That was, that was the drinking wine post. Uh, what I woke up in the morning, I'm like, eight bottles of wine in a row. Uh, I mean, like, look, tasting. maybe you're doing a tasting. You know, you don't have to drink all of yeah. them. I was doing a tasting, all right. <laughs> I mean, but do you guys have any ability to, like, you know, not socialize like, to the point where it's, you know, well, unsafe, but like. Think, like, you have a pool, and this is, like, funny. Like, we have a pool, one pool. And it's simple, like, imagine, like, a courtyard by Marriott pool. Right. This ain't the Ritz-Carlton pool. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we have a gym. Let's say it's a residence in gym. <laughs> right? Let's say the Ritz-Carlton gym. Right. So you're seeing what I'm talking about, right? I'm yes. not clowning it. I'm just telling you what it is. So we got people from other teams coming to use our stuff. I'm like, y'all got, like, amazing stuff like why are you coming over here we got this little piddly stuff let us have our piddly stuff like miles simon was swimming in our pool the other day i'm like y'all probably got an infinity pool over here over there why are you in our pool i was mad like, go, <laughs> yo, go on your water slide i saw your water slide we ain't got no water like slide. we can't go over to your side yeah like so we're watching like i'm going to the, i went to lakers practice today and like outside the each play, each, the teams had their like rooms where they could go to meals and hang out and stuff like that. Oh, they had the lady with the chef hat, the tall glass, and the only person that was funny, Taco Fall was the only one that could. The glass is like too too, not, too short for him. Like, they're like getting sliced steak and quail and duck and stuff, and they're like handing it to him. And then we're going to our place, and it's like some refrigerator, like. <laughs> Over the refrigerator. Oh, what did mom cook today? You know. So I don't want to hear no uh, griping for the players. They got it really good. So the players do have good, like appropriate food. I, I heard food for them is over the last three days got tremendously better. Okay, that's good. Plus, I mean, look, they are. They get, plus, they could get takeout. Like one of the coaches told me, he got like takeout from like Ruth Chris or something. Like who gets takeout from Ruth Chris? Right. You know what I mean? Well, everybody these so, days, but so they're like offering them food, like in by their team room, that they could go get all day, and then they're getting per diem. Right. So they have restaurants that they can. We don't have any restaurants, so <laughs> we don't. We don't have one. No restaurants and no bars. So we got to buy our own liquor, and we, our food is like it's like college. Like, we go to a, a food area, and, and, like, so today I opened up the, uh, I don't know if you care to know all this stuff. But it's kind uh, of no, I'm, I'm fascinated by it. I opened up this, it said, hot fridge. Only thing I don't like is they they want us to keep our hands clean, but everybody got to touch this fridge right. to get their food. That's, like, the only thing I've had a problem with. So you open it up. Okay, today they have um, croissant with egg and... Then they have some bacon down here, so you can take bacon. And then I told somebody today, I'm like, I don't really eat pork like that. Can y'all bring, like, yeah, turkey's bacon yesterday. Can you bring that? And, you know, us Californians eat healthier. Right. I didn't see nothing gluten-free. But, <laughs> like, so I brought, you'll laugh at this. I brought my own, like, granola. Mm. I bought that because I want to, like, mix it with Greek yogurt in the morning and have some turkey bacon and another thing you laugh at over there in the corner I, I brew my own coffee well you're just making it work right yeah making it like home so I at home I grind my own beans 
Oh, you got. Like, I got a whole. No, I grind my own beans. Malika Andrews like, yo, can I get a cup of that uh, Spears <laughs> coffee? Like, yeah, I got it. So you gotta I turn into Starbucks. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I gotta be quiet about it because now she's gonna start telling people, and I'm gonna have people knocking on the door asking me if she's like, the coffee here is horrible. But your coffee's amazing. So I gave her a cup. So I'm like, well, just text me a time and I'll just leave a cup outside my door. But I'm <laughs> brewing my own coffee here. And then I'm, 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 I, I bought a wine, I'm a wine snob too. Right. I do that a little bit. I did. And then I bought a wine fridge and they haven't brought it yet. So you can have stuff like shipped to your room. Oh, well, I went to the uh, shipping center. It's like UPS, like a n- not UPS store, like a UPS distribution center. <laughs> the, la- the lady told me that uh, somebody I overheard somebody yelling there today. The boxing equipment's here. Boxing equipment. Yeah, and then another lady I over I asked her. It's like um, I asked somebody. I'm like, what's the most the heaviest piece of package you've had and they said 300 pounds do, do you do you remember did you see the movie raiders of the lost ark yeah remember at the end when they put the ark of the covenant in the warehouse <laughs> yeah. they had all those boxes that's how this that's how this place <laughs> looks it's like all these boxes of stuff that just keeps coming in so i'll show you this so in here since i have a refrigerator and i'm mad because my wine fridge doesn't hasn't came yet I got like Yao Ming. Okay. Frank Family Vineyards. Very nice. So your fridge is just basically full of wine right now and not not food. James Cole. And then Judd Wellenbrock from Charles Crew. He makes a private stash every year. Like he has to make one barrel a year to keep his uh his license. Okay. So it's called Santanala. This is his own private. He doesn't, he just sells it to friends. Okay. So, so, so you have that as well. But I, I got to mess with this refrigerator because I think it's too cold. So, you know, I like my, all my wine kind of the same temperature. Yeah. I'm not snob about it. Like I like for the red wine to be like a little bit cool. Yeah, I think this is too cold. Yeah. So I keep all I, my, I keep I'm all mine together. So I'm like, Fussing at this lady every day about my wine fridge. I think somebody, I think somebody got me, man. Because <laughs> it came a week ago and nobody could find it. Oh yeah, someone got you for sure. LeBron might have got you. No, nah, he, he he probably has a real fridge. <laughs> That's true. You don't know, have Mine mine was twelve bottles. <laughs> but I got people like they don't have uh, microwaves in here, so I think people are starting to order microwaves. So people are really just like setting up shop for the long haul. If you could be here for three months, you might as well be at home. It's wild. It's, it's, it really is. It's like the wildest time, but I'm really impressed with everything everybody is doing and just making it work. Yeah. No, it's just, it's, 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 we'll be bounded by this no matter what. And and I really hope it, it stays on the positive in every facet especially the health facet. And I, I want to hear, I hope there's no like altercations or there's like, there's no, there's no problems, no, no, no positive tests. I, I think at some point, some it's, it's inevitable. Somebody will get it somehow. You know what I mean? Maybe from that fridge that I keep talking about. They're probably going to listen. They're going to have to change the fridge thing. Like, I'm, a, I'm with you though. I've never been a big handle person. Like I don't like touching 
door handles. So, so I got to start wearing these again. That's what I keep forgetting. Gloves, yeah. You want to see what they got in abundance here? Yes. Don't be jealous. You ready? Okay. Oh, so they have all of them. They have like all the Clorox wipes man. in the world. Look, I got more than two packs in here. That's I got crazy. the big wipes. That's crazy. I didn't I know what. Yo, I got. Who want these? On eBay right now. So. I had no idea what you were about to show me. That that was it's not what I expected. Wipes. But that's yes. Now I see why. I don't I be jealous. On eBay. I need to start selling these. You could. You could, you really could, and that's a shame. But that's that's where the, that, of course Disney has all of them. Of course, that makes sense. Yeah. All the tests, <laughs> all the Clorox wipes. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on with me. It was great to talk to you. It's it's fascinating what you guys are are dealing with and and going through. But I'm telling you, like, man, we're all rooting for you. At rooting for the guys. I'm I'm so excited to have uh, basketball back. I got my I got my Miami Heat on uh -oh. right now. Hey. I'm ready. I'll tell you this: the uh, Eastern Conference is going to be a battle royal, boy. I, I mean, think it's very interesting. Like, I don't think it's like anybody's team that literally can win the East. Yeah, and I... your, your team is one of them. I know. And the prop, the thing about your team. Is you got two sinister people, Jimmy Butler and Iguodala, and they can somehow figure out a way to will that team to up. They're gonna upset somebody, and when it happens, say, "Yep, I, you told me." <laughs> Miami Heat are gonna mess up somebody's plans. I don't know who yet, but Jimmy Butler and Iguodala together are two of the most sinister masterminds in NBA history. So they gonna scare their team into playing good. <laughs> I just think it's like it's such a unique situation that I don't really think you can predict who with like any sense of conviction what's because we don't know what's going to happen there's so many factors in it you can't really predict who's going to win the championship or be in the finals like you have in years past no I mean and then it's funny I keep getting an asterisk question yeah there's going to be an asterisk whoever wins this this will be the hardest NBA championship ever won and they'll always be remembered and there's going to be documentaries I mean this is and we're only a weekend. I know. <laughs> like, I know. Like, like this lady told me today, she's like, yeah, we got three more months still. And I'm like, dang. Like, I've been here eight days, but I feel like I've been here already eight months. <laughs> well, keep, uh, keep focused. But it's, but it's good. It's fun. It's cool. It is. It's basketball heaven. It is. It's like sleepaway camp hoop in a I mean, pandemic. you can make an argument that there has never been more collection of basketball talent on earth in one spot than here, Olympics included. The best like in the this, world in the bubble. It, it starts going down tomorrow with the preseason, I mean, like the, you know, the exhibitions. Uh, and then next week, let's go. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Let's see wait. if your Cayente do anything. <laughs> I we'll hope see. so. I hope so. I'm looking forward to it, man. I miss basketball so much. Um, oh, you hey. But you know what's going to trip you out, and I'm going to prepare you for it. Like, the games are going to be going on all day. Have you thought about that? Like, I think, like, games are going to start at, like, 11, and, and, and the last game might be, like, 9 o'clock. 
That's wonderful. I, I'd love to sit on my couch and watch sports all day. I've, I, I, I've, I can't wait to do that. You're going to have from the time you, and you're on the West Coast, so you're going to have yeah. it from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. Good. I need to, I need to get sick of, sick of watching basketball. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been so long. Well, uh, super proud of you going through a Thank lot you. out there. Um, I know this is just the beginning, but we're all, we're all counting on you guys. And, um, we got, we got your back from, from afar. But appreciate everything that you're doing. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely catch up with you again. Um, oh yeah. Over the next. And I'll few say months. I need I need a gourmet care package from LA, man. Can I get? Yeah, I gotta get you I'll like get some, some vegan chips. <laughs> like some some uh, seaweed chips. What else we got out here? Some from Trader Joe's. Yeah. Uh, I'll get you some. Um, maybe some. Like, do you like Chardonnay? Yeah. Yeah. We'll get you yeah. a get you a Cali Chardonnay. Yeah, we got yeah, my wine fridge will be located by then. Yeah, hopefully, I'm telling you, like, somebody, hey, somebody got it. You know, you know it's bad because I, I said, uh, so should I call Best Buy and let them know? They're like, no, no, we're, we're still looking for it. I'm like, mm-hmm. somebody got me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would honestly, I would just call them and say that it's not been delivered yet, and they'll probably bring you another one. Yeah. And then if you have then two, have to- then if you have two, they can you just return it. But at least then you get one. No, I'll just have more wine. <laughs> <laughs> Sell it on opera, offer up afterwards. All right, Mark. It was so good to see you. Uh, thank you so much. Stay safe and healthy and, you know, sane as you can. And uh, we'll talk soon. Yes, ma'am. Good to talk to you. You too. All right, what up, Heller? What's going on with her to quit it? What's up, Joy? I just saw you at work like a little while ago. This I did. Crazy. Not, not too long ago. Now we're we're face to face. Virtually. We were not face to face at work. We were social distanced. Hella far. It's <laughs> a big stage. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Uh, the NBA bubble is working, Joy. Friend of the show, Chris Haynes, reported on Monday that there were zero, count them, zero positive tests out of the 346 players tested for COVID-19 on campus since the last announcement on July 13th. Uh, you know what that means? We're about we're less than ten sleeps away from some real hooping, hooping joy. Bubble skiball is gonna be awesome. Win it or quit it. <laughs> bubble skiball, bubble yep. skiball is gonna be awesome. I'm super hyped for bubble skiball. Uh, bubble skiball, bubble skiball, bubble skiball, um, and that is great news because I just got a alert on my my handy dandy alert thing also known as a phone yeah 95 nfl players have tested positive that's a lot so the fact that no nba play- now in all fairness they've not been quarantined in a bubble yep this is pre this is pre-bubble this is pre-bubble it's pre-bubble. There were some NBA guys coming in pre-bubble with some positive there were tests. A lot of positive tests. It was ninety-five, but yeah, was ninety-five. But they are not quarantined, and yeah, so that's a whole other conversation. But I'm very excited that this is working. Yeah. I am excited that the biggest problem as is that there's just like some questionable food choices in the beginning. Um, it's it's working. Like we're going. It's happening. I saw the pictures that uh, Chris Mannix and Mark Medina posted of yep. the, the 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 court with the screens around it. I think it looks great. It was way better than I had even actually imagined. Um, yep. It's it's gonna. We, I mean, we talked to Mark earlier. He said that they're gonna. They might be putting like fans' faces up 
um, doing some like crazy digital stuff. It's going to kind of look like 2K. For that. Definitely for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I they're going to have to pump in some, a lot of crowd, crowd noise. Like we know that because yep. we, we can't be hearing what they're talking about on the court. And it's, it's just going to create an environment. There are going to be people there because the media is going to be there. Yep. Um, so I, I just, I'm excited, man. I'm glad that it's working. Um, I had so much anxiety about how this was going to go. Obviously we've got a long way to go. We've got three months yep, to but make still. it through, but we got hoop back. I got my, my heat. I'm, oh, like, yeah. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to watch some sports. I'm ready to watch some basketball. Yeah. I see you, but your team's not going to be there. Warriors ain't going to be there, but listen, <laughs> right. we made the finals in 2019 and it took all the injuries in the world to set us up to be in this prime position to watch everyone else bubble skip ball it up while we chilling. Steph Curry's playing golf right now. Yeah, he's, he is chilling. That right also now. said, uh, they, the NBA also announced that they are going to do the, the NBA awards based off of, you know, whatever happened before the stoppage, which makes sense because we're essentially right. going into the playoffs yeah. and these are regular season awards. And right. LeBron talked about, you know, how he, you know, feels like he probably should be considered in so many words for the MVP this year. Yep. And I've been consistent that LeBron is the MVP all year. Uh, I don't I don't like that, like every year, the narrative or like the criteria right. for MVP changes. Yep. But because it does, that makes all the more of a compelling argument for why LeBron should be the MVP this Give year. That yep. doesn't take anything away from Giannis, who had an incredible season. But just because Giannis's numbers are better than last year when he won the MVP, doesn't mean the circumstances are the same. Different right? season. Different yep. season, different circumstances, which means other players of different circumstances as well. LeBron has had an incredible MVP season. He deserves the MVP this year. Right. I hope they give it to him. He really should get it every year, but, well, maybe not last year. But most years, LeBron should be getting it. And this year, he definitely should. He's totally right. All they could say was that he wasn't in the West, and that's why he wasn't getting the MVPs. Now he is in the West, and he's crushing it. He's not getting the MVPs. They just keep changing the story. And he's waving that flag back in their face. I love that argument. And he I should. He should because it's bullshit. That's yeah. all you could hear. And he definitely deserved the MVPs those years. And I'm not saying that the other guys didn't. Like, there was, you know, one, <laughs> Jared Rose. But other than yeah. that, like, there's there's very great, there's great seasons. Westbrook right. deserved it. Giannis deserved it last year. Like, guys have deserved it. But LeBron deserves it this year, and they need to give it to him. That that MVP is all Derrick Rose has, Joy. Don't take that away from him. He's had an incredible comeback. I got to hand it to him. Yeah, no, he's, he's awesome. He's got his comeback, but it's all based around that MVP. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, the MLB is bike, and you know that on Fox and FS1, we got the boys of summer. Oh, yeah! All right, 60 games sprint to the, to the playoff starts Thursday, Yankees Nationals, and then the greatest rivalry in all sports, Giants Dodgers. Uh, no restart for baseball. This is the whole season coming up. So 100% of the excitement in 38% of the games. Joy, I'm going to watch more baseball this season than I did last season, win or quit it. 100%. 100% without question. I mean, look, we all know the baseball season is long as hell. And you, you, know, you have whole week spans where like nothing happens that's really going to pertain to the postseason once you get to part, certain parts of the season because it's so long. This is right. amazing. This is my dream for baseball. This is this is baseball designed for me. For me, the millennial, yeah. my, uh, my little, you know, goldfish, I can't keep focused on anything for five seconds. This is What's perfect. Thing? What's that shiny thing? Yeah. Shiny thing. Shiny bouncing balls, right? Like, this is this is amazing. I'm really looking forward to baseball being back. I can't wait to see how the teams are managed. Like, what what do you do with the pitchers now? Like, is it going to be like, 
completely reliant on like monster dongs. Like I am like, I'm so hyped for this season. And it's not just because I'm excited for sports to come back because obviously I am, but like, I just think that this is going to be so unique, both for NBA and, and MLB that like, not only are we getting sports back, we're getting them back in a completely different way than we've ever seen them before. Yeah. And the NFL too, like getting rid of preseason is a great move. Get out of here. Get the hell out of here with this preseason. Nobody watches it. No one cares. Fans don't don't go. It only makes money for owners. It's completely irrelevant. Bye. All of these adjustments, I think, have been great for these leagues. I know they're not going to yep. stay this way. Obviously, NBA bubble is not a, is not an ideal scenario. It's nope. it's the only team that are only I'm sorry league that is applying that extreme of a situation to coming back. But I, I'm just I'm really hyped for baseball. I think it's going to be it's going to be such an like an enjoy an enjoyable way to consume the sport because it's going to be so urgent and every game is going to matter so much. And the best part of baseball is the postseason when every game counts. And in this scenario, yep. every game counts. Off the bat. Every, every game, game counts, counts off jump. So I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, it's going to be on Fox and Evans 1. Hey. But I'm hype. I'm so hyped for sports to come back. It feels like it feels like a moment. You know what I mean? Yep. It honestly, it really, it's going to be, it's going to be a moment. I might cry. I'm pretty sure I'm going to cry. Like I'm, I'm probably going to cry. <laughs> I don't even care. Like I'm, I'm probably like, it's, there's a good chance that I cry for real. We're, we're at the point now where everyone misses the national anthem. That's how long it's been since sports happened. <laughs> since I just want, I just want to, I just want to hear an announcer. I, you know what it is? It's like we've we haven't because we've had a social distance through all this. We obviously yeah. have not had the ability to just watch something live of yeah. magnitude. Obviously, UFC and we've had golf and I've been in that MLS. I've been in that English Premier League soccer hard. Yeah, but like yeah. this is this is this is our stuff. You know what I mean? This is what we do, and I just like I need it. I'm so I'm so happy for it. Like. <laughs> Sport, sports is like the only part of American culture that we can still be proud of. So let's let's bring it back. And I am. I'm let's genuinely proud. Like, you know, that that alert from the NFL is, is, is kind of scary. But, like, also they haven't been quarantined the way that, you know. There's plenty of time still for yeah, them. Yeah, there's time. And, That's you know, so they're just doing the initial testing. So now those guys can quarantine and get cool for training camp and so on and so forth. Like, yeah. what these leagues have been able to do and manage through – this international health crisis, the decisions they've had to make, it's just, and like just the pressure that they're under to get it done. I mean, yeah. talking to Mark, testing every single day, every no day, help. you have to check no your temperature. From yeah, yes. I mean, it's just, it's, it's wild. And I'm super, I'm super, honestly, I'm very proud because it's, it's a lot to deal with and it's a lot of pressure. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to be huge for all of our, our mental health. I know for me, like, listen, like sports is a part of my everyday life. Right. And job, I mean, and if, if for us, for both of us, it's even, it's more than well, it just is our job. But our like, I try to not it. put, I try to separate myself from that because that's extremely selfish. Right. And I like to fancy myself a good person. So like, I don't want to, I don't want to add that on to what is obviously like a very personal thing for me. But yeah. just as the re- also the reason why that is our job is because we love sports. Love so, it. We love, you know, sure. not having it. It's been tough. Like I was upset when Last Dance was ending. I'm like, huh. Oh. 
I mean, I don't believe in the video games and I have a PlayStation. <laughs> we can't live tweet with each other. Like Twitter <laughs> is such an enjoyable wow. place when you're live tweeting a game. Wow, live tweeting is going to break Twitter. Um, I'm also excited specifically in baseball. I like the sound of, uh, uh, as, as you said earlier, huge dongs. I like the sound of monster uh, dongs, monster dongs uh, hitting the stands. Like in batting practice, it's gonna be, it's gonna ring, it's gonna be loud. Smack! Hey Donnie, what's up? What's going on High Key Low Key this week? What is up? All right, High Key Antonio Brown announced his retirement from the game of football for the second time in 10 months. Low Key AB can now fully focus on dethroning Damian Lillard or Shaq, depending on your taste, as the best athlete rapper out there. Joy, have you heard Himothy? And if you have, you should agree that he's got a lot of work to do. <laughs> Uh, I have not heard it. I've had um, things to do. Your ears are lucky. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. Um, you know, I really don't get into the constant ebbs and flows of Antonio Brown and the NFL mm -hmm. and coming back and Seattle wants him and Tom Brady wants him and, you know, yeah. whatever else. But I just feel like he continues to pop up in the news for various reasons. And the reality is Antonio Brown is not going to play in the NFL again. He comes back and he's going to have to serve a suspension anyway. Yeah. He's constantly retiring now. So he's in that space. I just don't see him a being worth it to a team to deal with whatever he's going to bring to the table that particular day, which is completely unpredictable as we know, but also he just, it's just such a disappointing outcome, right? Like, and, and what what breeds disappointment is expectations. So maybe yeah. it's on maybe it's on me, maybe it's on us that we're disappointed in Antonio Brown, but he just had the potential to be one of the greatest to ever do it. I mean, his stretch in Pittsburgh, his story of just how, how he came into the league and to become yeah the best receiver in the league at one point and then now even despite everything that's going on and has happened with him to still be had brought up continuously in conversations as someone who could realistically rejoin the league despite his circumstances just shows how incredibly talented he is so whether it's right or wrong of me to be disappointed in it in the situation in him i does this is how i feel and like, I don't see him coming back into the league. I don't see a team putting themselves in that situation. And if, even if they do, he still has to serve a suspension for, from the NFL. So I just don't see it happening. And I, I think it's just gonna go down as one of those stories where it's just, you talk about him and it's like, yeah, what could have been? If, so much talent. If whatever needed to happen along his way to get him back on track that didn't happen or couldn't happen, who knows? Um, it's just a disappointment. Word. All right, high key. Mavericks owner Mark Cuban and Senator Ted Cruz got into a Twitter back and forth over the most triggering form of protest this century, kneeling during the national anthem. Low key, Cruz's What About China response is really just another version of What About Chicago or But Black on Black Crime. Today's secret word is deflection. Definitely. It's, look, he, he, he felt like he burned him with that What About China, um, yeah. you know, or, or talking tough. I don't know. That's what he said. He brought up China. I'm paraphrasing, okay? Yeah. Here's the reality. Uh, yes, there are some things going on in China that definitely involve some human rights issues. We don't know exactly what. We're not in China. And that is the entire point. Exactly. Right? What about is the quickest way 
to say, you don't really want to have a conversation about what we're talking about. You want to try and either discredit me as an individual, so therefore we can't have the conversation, or just completely, like you said, deflect over into something else so that we're talking about that and not talking about the conversation at hand. Listen, yeah. when it comes to the NBA in China, we know it was a disaster, right? We know it cost them millions of dollars. We know how this all went down. Uh, the reality is we don't live in China. We live in the United States of America. So I want to fix the problems that are here. That doesn't mean I don't care about the suffering of other people in other countries, but there's nothing I can do about that. I can't do anything about that. Um, yeah. And neither can Mark Cuban. Right. He is a, a, a citizen of the United States of America, but he put like money and effort into it, of, of course. But why does he need to explain that to Ted Cruz? He doesn't. So what he's talking about pertains to us as citizens of the United States of America, our national anthem and what we're protesting that's going on here in our country, which, by the way, Ted Cruz is a politician in. Yes, he's somebody who can make effective change right now. So he's the exact person that we should be talking to. And instead of talking mm -hmm. about that, he wants to talk about another country that he's not a politician in, that he can't do anything to change either. So stop trying to change the subject. Stop talking about Chicago. Stop talking about black on black crime, which, by the way, you all don't know nothing about anyway. And it's not <laughs> even a thing. It's not even a thing. Yeah. It's, it, it's a phrase yeah. that was made up by racist people to make black people seem more aggressive and violence and have a tendency towards crime than white people. Right, it's just crime. Which is it's untrue, crime. it's just crime. It's just crime, it's just, that's just what it is. Not to uh, get into a whole other conversation, which is not what we're <laughs> yeah, doing. Um, that's how it happens. But yes, stop deflecting. All right, high key, after several San Francisco Giants players and manager Gabe Kapler kneeled during the national anthem before a preseason game, hashtag boycott MLB began trending among digital races everywhere. Low-key, that's fine. Go away and enjoy cornhole or bowling or your beloved hot dog eating contest while we enjoy all the home runs, slam dunks, and touchdowns to ourselves. Good riddance. <laughs> Good riddance is right. Oh, I'm so tired of these boycott people. I'm going to boycott Kleenex. <laughs> I'm going to boycott Starbucks. I'm triggered. I am going to boycott baseball. Hey. I can't. I just, however I feel about this is all that matters. And I'm so important that if I don't watch this sport, it's going to stop existing because there's so many other people that think exactly like I do. And I really actually don't care about baseball that much or sports for that matter. So that's why it's totally going to work for me because you don't really care. There's been no sports all summer. You're not playing yes. on nothing. Okay. And yeah, if you are, you were not excited about sports coming back in the first place. I'm sorry. I'm losing my mind without sports. Okay. I've kept it very chill. I feel like, I feel like I've been very chill. Kept it together. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. not having sports. Okay. Which yeah, is which right. an everyday part of my life since I was a child. Okay, so 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 other than some like, look, I'm not saying that there isn't something that baseball could do to offend me to get me to stop watching, right? But uh, you guys got to get it together with this national anthem stuff. Okay, we are past that. If you are still talking about this, i.e., Ted Cruz, i.e., our president, um, or anyone else who is so triggered by the idea that you would peacefully protest to bring awareness to police brutality. If you're so bothered by the idea that someone would do that, I have to ask you, are you that bothered that a police officer would murder someone? Period. Where's that same energy? Where's like that energy? <laughs> now, if you have the matching energy, then maybe we can start having conversations, but I don't think you do. So I'm tired of hearing about it. Like you're, you are, what are you even outraged about? 
Because the national anthem is not about the flag. It's it, it, it's not about the military. It's right. not about police. You're not honoring the police. What since when? Did, since when did we do something to honor the police? What is this? <laughs> what are you even talking about? What are you even talking about? Uh, the military, at least I can understand, because you've been brainwashed into believing that the national anthem is about the military. Because uh, might I remind you again, factual, not making things up. Players didn't used to be on the field for the national anthem. They used exactly. to be in the locker room. And mm-hmm. then the military paid the NFL to put on these productions before the game with the players out there to recruit people to join the military. Very effective, might I add. Yeah, yeah, that works. However, a, a, a result of that action was that people then started associating, we stand for the national anthem and we sing the national anthem in order to honor the military. No, it is the national anthem of our country, which is made up of all kinds of different people mm-hmm. from all kinds of different walks of life. Some military, some not. I come from a very military family. Most of I the come men from in a police family. <laughs> right, I have police in my family. I have I have many military members in my family. Active military now. Okay, Word. they know how I feel about them and their service. The national anthem is for everyone. You just allowed yourself to be massaged, your brain, your way of thinking, to think that this is about the military and somehow now it's about the police, which I'm sorry, I've never sang the national anthem or stood for the national anthem, not one time in my entire life to honor the police. It just doesn't Why? happen. It's, it's, it's 1000% not a thing. So so now that we've gathered, we've, we've stumbled into that territory, there's just really no no end to it. But yeah, I mean, if you were going to boycott baseball, bye, have fun, enjoy whatever you were doing before this, because you, you're not really a sports fan, sorry. Like, yeah. there's been no sports all summer, um, and, and just whatever. We're starving. People yeah. are starving for sports. Bye. You're not going to pass up a full-course meal. Bye, Felicia. No. I, got my, I got my long quarantine nails now. <laughs> it look good. Bye, Felicia. Hey, T. What's the tea this week in the culture report? Hey, Joy. So I know we didn't want to talk about Kanye, but it's like, how can we not? Especially with everything going on. I mean, he held this campaign event in South Carolina. And Joy, it was really hard to watch. She had this emotional breakdown. Then he was saying things like Harriet Tubman never freed slaves. She had them just working for other white people. He then had a Twitter meltdown saying the movie Get Out is about him and apparently Kris Jenner is ignoring him. And then he announced that he's dropping an album on Friday. So, I mean, it was a lot. I mean, the, most of the posts have since been deleted, but girl, Kanye was literally all over the place. And I think at this point, I'm kind of just concerned like for his mental state. I really hope he gets the help he needs because everything happening, again, it's just, it's concerning. So what are your thoughts? I mean, I just want to know how many times we have to keep saying that Kanye needs help. And then Kanye drops an album and we're like, genius, genius. And then we just forget about everything that he said and did. I mean, did we forget that he went to the White House and was kicking it with Trump? We didn't forget. Do I need to go down the list of things that Kanye has pulled over the years? And listen, like, do I like Kanye's music? Yes. Do I like Kanye's shoes? No. Do I think that Kanye is a creative genius? Yes, but you can also be a creative genius and be a complete narcissist and maybe be having a mental breakdown, but I'm not a psychologist. I haven't talked to Kanye. I don't know if this is just his personality and he's fooling all of us 
or if he really is actually having a problem. I'm like, it looks like he's having a, a, a meltdown. It looks like he needs some help. Some things that have happened to him over the course of his career um, when it comes to that would, would point to that, yeah, he's having, he's having some mental issues right now. The bottom line is Kanye needs people around him to keep it real with him that he listens to, and he clearly doesn't have that because this is nonsense. I mean, the, the Harriet Tubman thing, like, you know, I saw it and I'm like, yeah, this is what Kanye does. Like, it's like, it's like a cycle, right? Like, it's more Kanye stuff. Okay, so Kanye's running for president. I, I feel more comfortable in saying that no one is taking that seriously at this point, right? No one, no one of a significant amount of people to the point where, like I made before, we don't have time to talk about Kanye running for president, right? Like, I don't want to entertain it. I don't want to validate it. I don't want to give it energy because we have real things happening that need our attention and our energy. And it is not Kanye's stuff, right? It's not about Kanye right now. It's just for, for 2020, it can just not be about Kanye, right? So like, am I angry at Kanye? No, because this is not surprising to me. This is what Kanye does. And whether it's because he's a narcissist, whether it's because he's really having mental issues or a mental breakdown and seriously needs help, or because he is just calculating everything he does and he wants to be in the conversation before he drops an album that may be all about how he doesn't like Donald Trump and you know we need to move into the future in a different direction. Who knows, right? Because we never know what's going on with Kanye. I don't have any close ties to Kanye, so I can't shoot him a note and tell him to calm down or get help or do whatever. <laughs> I just think for the rest of us, like as far as him running for president, irrelevant to have that conversation and, and make sure that you check anybody who's talking about they're going to write in someone or vote for Kanye. Like, no. All right. Let's just let's 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 focus on what needs to happen in the in this election and not give energy to anyone who's trying to distract or not even trying to. But through their actions distract from what needs to happen. That is very serious. We are talking about the future of our country. We are in a completely divided space, dealing with the pandemic, dealing with social justice issues. We don't have time to talk about Kanye running for president. That's not a real conversation. It's funny. It's, you know, we yeah. joke about it. We joke about Kim being in the office. Like, no, all right? <laughs> I, I'm not in the mood with it for the jokey jokes when it comes to that. Like, I'm tired. I need a nap. I need some, I need, you know what I mean? I need some peace in this universe for just five minutes. And Kanye is not bringing that. So I like Kanye's <laughs> music, creativity, um, energy on stage, art, sure. Can I separate that from all of this? Yes. But I don't wanna have the conversation over and over and over again about Kanye needs help. Then go, if you have the ability to help Kanye, help Kanye then. Or let us know if this is just what Kanye I mean, does yeah. and he doesn't need help. And this is, and, and so we should stop paying attention to this stuff. I don't have it with yeah. Kanye. Um, so Megan Thee Stallion posted on Instagram that she's recovering from gunshot wounds. Yes. Um, like we don't know much about this story, Joy, but apparently shots were let off in the sky. Tory Lanez was arrested on felony charges, but has since been released. And look, Megan is a victim. There's been a lot of support and people wishing her well. But girl, what has been annoying me about this situation is people not taking this seriously. I think people are making light of the situation and there's nothing anyone can say to justify what happened to her. And it's like, we, you don't have all the facts. Like these memes and videos about Tori's height, it's like, all right, key, key. But like, we need to start protecting black women at all costs. I think using her music in this situation for me, it's just not okay. I'm just tired of seeing black women unprotected. And it doesn't matter where she was shot. I'm hearing the, the foot, it doesn't matter. Like the the primary focus should be she was shot. So I think I'm just gonna leave it there that we should take it seriously. And um, I do love Megan as an artist. So I'm a little passionate right now. 
Um, I'm definitely just praying for her uh, recovery. Yeah, I mean, we know black women's health is never taken seriously, and it is a huge problem in this country, with the, even within the medical community, where, you know, it's, it's black women's pain is never taken seriously. You're never actually suffering. You're really just tough, you're just exaggerating or trying to get attention. You're absolutely right. And I'm a Meg fan as well, but there's nothing funny about this situation. Like, the internet wants to make jokes about everything. And look, I'm not the PC police. I love a good joke, okay? And some things are funny and some things are just not. Just like I just said about the Kanye situation. It's not funny to me anymore. Like the first couple times, okay, you jump on stage, do this, that, whatever, like, okay. But I'm tired of this. Like, what is it with him? You know what I mean? Does he need help? If he needs help, I can be compassionate about that. But then you hear that and then you hear him go over the top and it's the things that he's saying are not helpful to anyone. And caught, like, you know what I'm saying? So like everything, eventually it's like, okay, it's, it's not funny anymore. And this is a situation that is not funny. Like she could have lost her life. So she, right. by the grace of God, it was just her foot and she's still with us. And that doesn't mean that that's not going to have permanent damage to her health. Like she's a, she dancing is a part of her performance. Like how is that going to affect her? And she's scared and traumatized. Like, can we just support each other and like, you know, reach out with some compassion and empathy and realize like everything is not funny. I know I'm very preachy right now, right. but I'm like very, I'm very tired <laughs> of this. Like there's stuff that's funny and we all have to like, you know, laugh to make it through things. And I get that, you know, we have jokes about the pandemic, which really is not funny, but like, you know, we have to find ways to make ourselves laugh and like bring some kind of lightness to everything that we're going through. But the, this is just not a situation where anybody needs to be making fun of. It's very serious and we don't have the details, which is very bizarre as well, but I'm with you. I'm exactly. just hoping that she gets, she gets better quickly and that she is safe and whatever is going on in this situation, whoever did it is, you know, brought to justice and that we just start taking care of each other. I completely agree. Um, well, on a positive note, uh, 2020 is the year of like for pregnancies. Uh, Nicki Minaj is pregnant with her first child. She posted the cutest photos on Instagram. Girl, can I just say the photo of her in these stripper heels? I'm like, this is so Nicki. Like her maternity shoot was so cute. She's glowing. She's like, I already have like a little baby fever. So by the end of 2020, girl, it's gonna be on a sky high. Am I the only one? <laughs> yes, you are the only one with baby <laughs> fever right now. Uh, there, although there, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of quarantine babies. Um, you do have baby fever. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was so vintage Nikki. Um, just, you know, her over the top style and she just looks, um, she looks amazing. Like she always does, but I, you know, I'm happy for her. She, she said she wanted to retire and that this is what she wanted, that she wanted to start a family and she is. So she looks amazing, and Sierra looks amazing too. Sierra posted a, a picture, I think, oh. earlier today or yesterday. She looks unbelievable. So she you know, does. these ladies are out here thriving during their pregnancy. I don't. If I ever choose to have a child, I still, I still don't know that I'm going to do a pregnancy, a pregnancy uh, shoot. I haven't decided. What? About that yet. You have to. I don't know. <laughs> I think I might just disappear and then come back and be like, child, I made this. This is the baby. <laughs> like you, you're like see me pregnant, and then like that's it. Like I don't, I don't know, but because I, I, the, I just commend. They're so like full of like light and energy, and like they just look amazing. I'm happy for them, both of them, Sierra and uh, Nicki Minaj. I know, and Katy Perry too. I saw she was yeah, pregnant. Yeah, Katy like, looks Aw. good too. All these babies. Mm -hmm. See, that's you. I know. 
Let's see what that baby is doing. In due time, in due time. No fun intended. So I adore Yara Shahidi. Uh, she is such a boss, Joy. She's super talented and smart. So her and her mother are forming a production company called Seven Sun to develop scripted, unscripted projects for ABC Studios. And this is going to elevate underrepresented voices. So they're going to seek out projects that like touch on themes of history, heritage, culture, and joy. And I love everything about this. Like Yara can do it all. I mean, she stars on Grownish. She's an executive producer, activist, and much more. She's mentoring and inspiring young people. And this is just the beginning for her. Like she's building this legacy and I love to see it. Joe, what do you think about this? Yara is just magical. I love her. I love her whole family. They're all beautiful. But <laughs> yeah, like I follow her on Instagram and she's just like, she's just life. Like I'm, I love this news. I saw it yesterday. Um, I, I can't wait to see what all of these, these black creators are going to come up with and the stories they're going to tell. I love that she's working with her mother. Like they have a close relationship. I'm, I'm very excited to see what, what they put out. Obviously Gronish was a wildly successful show. Um, Black is just a successful show and she's just super talented and I love seeing young talent not only like get the opportunity to do what they do but also understand like the purpose and the need to bring others along as well and I mean she's thriving and I'm here for it I'm I'm a huge fan same um so Netflix a most expensive movie ever girl 200 million dollars so it's gonna the movie's gonna star like a power duo Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. Girl, and this Netflix action thriller is called The Gray Man. I don't really know much about this, but like Ryan and Chris Evans together, I'm I'm gonna watch. Like I'm sold just on the fact that they're gonna be in it. And then I also saw that Joe and Anthony Russo are directing and they produce Avengers Endgame, 21 Bridges, and Extraction. So I'm like, this is gonna be great because all those movies were great to me. So I'm looking forward to a lot of action and of course drooling over these handsome men. So I can't wait. Uh, Joy, I know you're excited. I'm very excited. You know, I have to support anything that future Mr. Taylor is in. That's Chris <laughs> Evans. Um, obviously Ryan Gosling is taken by uh, the beautiful Eva Mendez. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the, the production of it, obviously, like you said, the Russos and the Netflix and the money behind it. So, you know, it's going to be a, a well-produced film, but yeah, I mean, obviously like part of that budget is probably paying Ryan Gosling and Chris <laughs> right. Evans as well as the directors. So, uh, because it's, I mean, I don't know how, like you're not doing the Avengers, right? So like how, how what, what are you, where's all that money going? Um, uh, but I don't know anything about the actual story, so I don't know what to expect either, but listen, anytime, um, Chris Evans pops up in the news, I'm going to have to participate, <laughs> whatever that is like, huh? Okay. I'm there. Sorry. That's all you had to say. Um, let me, let me see what's going on. You know, he could just stand there. Really, just let's play some right. music, and he can stand there. I'll, I'll sign up. Seriously, you know. <laughs> Listen, I'm I am a supportive woman. You know, as my future husband, I have to let him know that I supported his films. You know, absolutely. It's it's the I right thing to do. Future Mr. Taylor. <laughs> it's the future Mr. Taylor. Let him know. <laughs> send out that message. Send it. Send it out. Internet. <laughs> he must know. I don't think he knows yet, but he's probably gonna find out after this. Thanks so much for joining us this week on the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube at Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. 
follow us on all our social media pages at maybe i'm crazy pod myself joy taylor talks and you can listen to the podcast on any major platform soundcloud spotify iHeartMedia app and apple Podcasts. hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you soon maybe i'm crazy maybe i'm not Ooh.